April showers bring Mayflowers, but what do Mayflowers bring? A special offer from the DSR Network. For the month of May, become a member and receive 20% off a monthly or annual membership. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, exclusive bonus content, our evening members-only newsletter, and an invitation to continue the conversation via our members-only Slack community. This offer won't last, so act now. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code MAYFLOWERS, one word, to receive your discount. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code MAYFLOWERS. Thank you for your support. It's May 19th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. According to the New York Times, President Vladimir Zelensky of Ukraine is scheduled to appear at the Group of Seven Summit in Hiroshima, Japan this weekend to seek further commitments for more arms and aid from the world's wealthiest democracies. It was not immediately clear whether Mr. Zelensky would appear in person or if he would attend events virtually. Several officials told the New York Times that the Ukrainian leader would travel to Japan but did not say when he would arrive. In the past week, Mr. Zelensky has visited Britain and other European nations. He is willing to travel outside Ukraine in part to demonstrate that he has confidence in the stability of his own government. There have been no known efforts by the Russians to interfere with his travels. News of Mr. Zelensky's expected trip to Japan was reported earlier by the Financial Times and other news outlets. Reuters reports that leaders of the world's richest democracies agreed on Friday to stiffen sanctions against Russia and pledged financial support for Ukraine as its president, Vladimir Zelensky, prepared to join them in the Japanese city of Hiroshima. The leader said in a joint statement, existing measures against Russia would be broadened and any exports that could help it in its 15-month war against Ukraine would be restricted across the G7 countries. This includes exports of industrial machinery, tools, and other technology that Russia uses to rebuild its war machine, they said in a joint statement, adding that efforts would continue to restrict Russian revenues from its trade in metals and diamonds. Amid evidence that existing sanctions were being weakened by circumvention, they said the group was engaging with countries through which any restricted G7 goods, services, or technology could transit through to Russia. We note and encourage commitments made by these countries to ensure our measures are not circumvented and have the intended effect, they said, without naming any territories. According to an exclusive report by the Washington Post, U.S. military officials are walking back claims that a recent strike in Syria killed an influential al-Qaeda figure following assertions by the dead man's family that he had no ties to terrorists, but was a father of ten tending to his sheep when he was slain by the American missile. The operation was overseen by U.S. Central Command, which claimed hours after the strike, without citing evidence or naming a suspect, that the Predator drone strike had targeted a senior al-Qaeda leader. But now there is doubt inside the Pentagon about who was killed, 
two U.S. defense officials told the Washington Post. We are no longer confident we killed a senior al-Qaeda official, one official said. The other, offering a slightly different view, said, though we believe the strike did not kill the original target, we believe the person to be al-Qaeda. Both spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss preliminary determinations of an ongoing investigation into the incident. In the weeks since the attack, U.S. military officials have refused to identify publicly who their target was, how the apparent error occurred, whether a legitimate terrorist leader escaped, and why some in the Pentagon maintain that the person killed was a member of al-Qaeda, despite his family's denials. In a statement, Michael Lawhorn, a spokesman for Central Command, said officials are aware of reports of a civilian casualty and continue to assess the outcome. Elsewhere, Politico is reporting European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen asked G7 leaders, among them U.S. President Joe Biden, to play fair when it comes to green technology. The EU and the U.S. are still trying to hammer out a deal allowing European countries to share in billions of dollars in U.S. tax incentives for electric vehicles, which has been a major source of transatlantic friction since the Biden administration announced the Inflation Reduction Act last year. Addressing a session on the global economy, von der Leyen told G7 leaders, This clean tech race is an opportunity to go faster and further together. Our competition should create additional manufacturing capacity and not come at each other's expense. The G7 is aiming to focus on cooperation in critical raw materials as part of a broader strategy of economic security amid the threat of overdependency on China. The Straits Times reports that Singapore will not hesitate to take action against any individual or entity that contravenes its laws, said a Ministry of Foreign Affairs spokesman in response to a United Nations report, which found that $254 million worth of supplies were shipped to the Myanmar military through Singapore-based entities. The report by UN Special Rapporteur Tom Andrews said there are no indications the Singapore government had approved or was involved in the shipments, which included arms, and took place between February 2021 and December 2022. UN's Office of the High Commissioner for Human Rights on Wednesday released the report detailing how the Myanmar military had imported at least $1 billion in arms and raw materials to manufacture weapons since the coup in February 2021. Countries involved in the shipments included Russia, China, India, and Thailand, the report said. For Singapore, Mr. Andrews found that the shipments were made via 138 unique suppliers. Responding to media queries on Friday, the MFA spokesman said Singapore appreciates the special rapporteur's effort to provide information to aid investigations into whether any offenses were committed under Singapore law. According to the Financial Times, G7 leaders have called for the formulation of guardrails around the development of artificial intelligence at a summit of the grouping that is tackling the emerging technology for the first time. Rapid advancements in AI in recent months 
have sparked calls for greater oversight of its myriad applications, but there is little concrete agreement between governments on how to police it. European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen and UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak were among those at the G7 summit to call for guardrails over the development of the technology. Governments are increasingly looking into how to regulate the rise of AI systems. EU lawmakers last week agreed on a tough set of rules over the use of AI, including restrictions on chatbots such as ChatGPT. Earlier this month, the U.S. Federal Trade Commission and the U.K.'s competition watchdog both indicated they would review the growing industry. In lighter news from the UPI, a California man reached his decade-long goal of visiting every country in the world when he took a tour of Turkmenistan. San Diego resident Randy Williams, a.k.a. Ramblin' Randy, landed in the Central Asian country of Turkmenistan last week a destination that was long delayed when the nation was closed to visitors for four years. Williams has now visited all 193 countries observed by the United Nations, as well as the two observer states, Vatican City and Palestine. He also made stops in disputed territories including Kosovo, Western Sahara, and Taiwan. Williams is already at work on his next project. Well, when you run out of countries, You've got to make your own. I bring you the People's Republic of Slojamistan, he said. My own country. I bought 11 acres near the Ceylon Sea, and I called it Slojamistan. It's my country. If you have a strange but true story that you'd like to share, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. The story should come from a reputable news source and be verifiable. If we use the story, will include a shout-out to the person who sent it. That's all the news I have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.